You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I'm sorry that we didn't get anything together for you last week, but unfortunately, um, stuff happens, life happens, random interferences happen, and uh, sometimes things don't really work out. My schedule is very limited sometimes. Paul's schedule is limited sometimes. And uh, we uh, end up with um, an unfortunate circumstance in which neither of us are really able to come through. And uh, it it sucks. And we really apologize for that. But uh, we guarantee that uh, things are going to be back on track very soon once Paul gets back to the show. But until then, uh, here we are. We're going to I'm going to talk about Police Quest 2. Wait, hang on a second. Paul, how long have you been here? Oh, hello, mate. I've actually been watching you sleep ever since last night. All right. Well, um, welcome back, Paul. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year, mate. And to everyone listening, I really apologize on Rick's behalf. It was completely his fault as far as why we couldn't record, except for <laughs> the exact opposite. No, it was entirely my fault. Uh, to be honest, I did try. I actually got halfway through recording an episode. It was uh, written and researched and everything on paper. It looks beautiful. It was going to be like the best thing I ever did. And like halfway through, I just like shut it down. I didn't even save the file. I was just like, this is such horrible crap. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot possibly let this see the light of day. So there's actually not even like, there's not even anything to sit on the editing room floor. It's just like lost into the void now because I just didn't even <laughs> save the work. It was just like, holy crap. I, I can't continue with this. I'm just turning it off. <laughs> it should be saved in a vault for for like a remastering release after after you're gone no it is it is completely <laughs> d- destroyed you're like does this just sound like a guy talking to himself <laughs> yes it does okay never mind <laughs> oh man um we decided because this was very last minute to talk about a game that we are both very familiar with that we are both very big fans of and therefore required absolutely no effort to go into recording uh we are talking about police quest 2 um the vengeance here's a question paul when hmm. you think of the title and i know it's meant to sort of go both ways but uh, you see it's police quest 2 the vengeance whose vengeance do you think it is oh that's a good question it could go either way i guess i mean i guess jesse baines but he's not successful in achieving <laughs> vengeance yeah, it's, it's kind of a lazy title actually he, he kind of succeed he kind of succeeds he gets all but like two that's true that's true but but yeah, he doesn't he doesn't really achieve full vengeance. I mean, all all you really had to do all you really had to do was get one guy, and your vengeance was settled. And but, but were we even looking for vengeance? I mean, we pretty much wrapped it up. Guy kidnapped your wife. I'd say that you're looking for vengeance. It's a minor hiccup, but yeah, all right. <laughs> oh no, I'd I'd be pretty vengeful if I found out that my wife was taken away at some point. All right, quick recap. We talked about Police Quest 1 um, quite some time ago now, but we didn't really, you know, we, we don't really do things like cover the plot or anything because we'd rather people just play the damn game. But um, yeah, like almost a year to do that. So Police Quest 1, you start as a traffic cop, go into narcotics, and uh, basically series of events in the most eventful day in the history of police officering, um, you, um, you end up busting the death angel, Jesse Baines. And uh, Police Quest 2 starts with him breaking out of prison and murdering everyone you love. It got dark. 
Yeah, it did take a turn, and and uh, it's you know not not well documented fact that you also stop an international terrorist attack. You you, you prevent the first nine eleven. We'll we'll get to that in a bit, I suppose, or we could just talk about it right now if you really want. But um, it's kind of funny. Uh, at some point, you kind of have to fly over to a uh, to a next city and uh, hunt for Jesse Baines. And of course, you just happen to be on um, on a plane that's being uh, hijacked by terrorists, and you just like get up and shoot them dead right in the plane. And I, I don't know, they just kind of like you know leave them where they fell, and sort of like, okay, we're going to make the rest of the journey. Just go back to your seat, seatbelt lights on. <laughs> <laughs> they should they should have done like a little animation where like like the the uh, flight attendants had to like you know move the cart around the corpse or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Step over them. <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't smell the body decaying over Keith's cigarette though, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what this this game came out in '88 and it took place at the the uh, at the same time. So I wonder if they still had smoking sections in the airplane. Yeah, uh, the, they just pull a curtain close and be like, "Don't worry, these three inches of cloth will stop the smells." <laughs> they didn't even so, have that. They were just like. <laughs> uh, wait, let's uh, wait. First of all, let's backtrack for anyone who hasn't played Police Quest Two. Um, we'll start kind of from the beginning. Number one, after the events of Police Quest 1, where you moved up from traffic to narcotics, you are now working in Homicide, and you are partnered up with Keith, who is the least effective police officer slash partner slash supporting character in fiction in of all time. Like, people complain about Cedric. At least Cedric warned you about a snake, even if he, um confused poisonous for venomous uh, and even <laughs> if you really didn't need him to do that at least he tried something keith was yeah, just sort of like he just disappears yeah it, even if cedric wasn't successful at least you, you could tell it in his heart he was at least trying keith just every situation you get and keith just fucks off and has a cigarette that's it <laughs> like i would love to see like a written hollywood type script for this game because it'd be like enter scene sunny bond finds corpse keith fucks off has cigarette Every time, copy and paste. Like, that's all he does. He's, he's so delightful. Keith is the, the embodiment of, of an abusive relationship, or, or maybe that's a bit extreme. He's the embodiment of, like, negligent relationship. Yeah. And, and what, what I, I assume, or, or whatever, I don't know, I'm going on stereotypes, we're just having fun here, but what I kind of assumed, like, how, like, some girls like the bad boys, I can kind of see how that works now because of Keith, because I used to hate him for being so useless and, and just taking up, you know, pixelated air basically and and now now i love him like i think he he may be my absolute defining favorite sierra character because of just it's just this beautiful mixture of this cavalier attitude with this nonchalant kind of just nihilism i guess yeah. and and so anyway I, I i think it's some sort of stockholm syndrome from playing the game too much that i've really actually developed a bit of a crush on him well the, you know the great thing about it too it's not even like the um it wasn't accidental, you know, like they, uh, they didn't just be like, oh, we got to get him out of this scene and push him off to the side and just like forget that they did that for every single scene. They actually, if you do the control P and pause the game, Keith is the pause picture sitting back in the, in his chair <laughs> having right. a cigarette. Like they knew full well that he's the useless one and he's going to be useless throughout the entire thing. <laughs> pause. Keith's been pausing this whole time, mate. <laughs> <laughs> It's the embodiment of a pause game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was just—I think I was really in the beginning. I was—I was actually just annoyed. I'm like, 
why bother giving you a partner that's not <laughs> just giving just going to give you the illusion of safety or, or comfort or, or companionship he's none of that he does nothing and, and then yeah. just just through years of playing it, i just i kind of love how useless he is it's, <laughs> it's really entertaining I, I think there's one time where he will actually have your back and he'll have his uh, gun drawn uh, as you uh, search the place because you think um, you believe Jesse Baines is in the area. Right. And I think that um, if you go out there and if you're like really slow to take and you really don't, you, you really want to die on this scene, Jesse Baines will come out, um, shoot you. And I think Keith doesn't do anything. Like he'll have his gun drawn. And I think he just like was really banking on you taking care of it. Right, like I think best case scenario, he he shoots him after you're dead already, <laughs> so it's not, you know. Yeah, but probably not even that. I don't think. Uh, I I think they just show that they, uh, he shoots you, and then he's just like, oh darn, I was really wish you hadn't. Yeah, <laughs> like so long, Keith, and thanks for all the secondhand smoke cancer I got. Now you've been great. Yeah, and then so, yeah. and then forward over to the uh, hijacking scene in the airplane. It's like. He was just going to sit there and take it the entire time. Like if you, um, it's one of those things where if you let it go and you don't get up to intervene with the hijacking, you will eventually get to, um, I, I forget exactly where it was, uh, that the hijackers are trying to go to, but they, uh, hijack the plane, go to, uh, take them back to their home country. And if you don't do anything, neither will Keith. Like Keith will just not do <laughs> anything to intervene until you stand up, shoot the terrorists, and he's just in his seat the entire time watching it like it's the bloody television. And it's just... Yeah, <laughs> he does nothing. Um, except I think um, when you're like, oh, it turns out there's a bomb on the plane. So you're like, okay, well, um, I guess I'll take a look through the entire plane. And he's like, yeah, how about you check the plane? And I'll just go yeah. up to like the cockpit and uh, smoke a cigarette or something. Yeah, I, every line he has in that game is a glorified version of "I'm just gonna go over here and do blank." Yeah. Like it's <laughs> be assured, it's nothing useful ever. And if you haven't played the game, just know that there there is zero game mechanic that requires Keith's existence in the entire yeah. thing. Yeah, actually, that's my that's my next point. If you erase Keith entirely, um, nothing's changed. Yeah, nothing's changed except for Sonny no longer has an odd desire for a cigarette. That's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, just just to give a more clear and distinct and uh, accurate, I should say, um, explanation of the story. Basically, uh, the Death Angel. It turns out that like a bunch of people, bunch of characters from the first game, uh, testified at his trial to get him put away, and now he has basically taken all of those names onto a list, and uh, he is hunting them down one after another and um, and killing them. So a lot of these characters that you find turning up dead throughout the game are actually characters that were from the first game that you um that you interacted with and you know and they were important enough that uh, they could testify at the trial and um <laughs> all those characters that you saw in the first game which is a lot more uh, uh I'd say quite a bit lighter in tone than this one and yeah. yeah they're all dying they're all being horribly murdered uh and of course one of those happens to be um your is it your wife is your girlfriend at this point? I forget exactly what she is, but uh, Marie, Sweet Cheeks Marie, uh, was one of those people who testified. So she uh, gets caught, and that's where um, uh, Bonds gets uh, vengeful. Yes, yes, exactly. His, his unsuccessful attempt at vengeance culminates there. Mm -hmm. This game, I think, it's like the ultimate uh, a day in the life of 
experience. Uh, I worded that almost robotically. Sorry, that came out very strange. Uh, <laughs> but you know, there's, there's always like a day in the life of this or a day in the life of that. Like, to me, this is like the perfect embodiment of a day in the life um, of of a police officer. Obviously, this is probably a career in a day as far as all the yeah. uh, the amount of things that go down in, in one day. But it, it really gave me the feeling of of the exciting, the Hollywood version, let's say, of, of being a police officer. Like, okay, it, I was going to say, because I, I totally felt the kind of the, the opposite. I thought Police Quest 1 was just entirely just a day in the life. Uh, yeah, Because right. there's just, there's nothing really going on very much in the plot except like, oh, stop people in traffic. And this is the one that actually, for me, felt like it was a legit adventure game, like a Sierra-style adventure game that involves police officers. And, um, you know, right from the musical score, which I'll let you talk about in a second, but uh, it just plays and presents itself like the uh, like an 80s cop drama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm glad I, I snuck in that with the, the word Hollywood at the last second. Could, mm-hmm. And I'm glad you brought that up. It's a great point. The police Quest 1 is... is, a, is truly a day in the life of to, to the point where it's like wow this is just a mundane job at the end yeah. of the day <laughs> as, much, as much as i love the first game a, a lot of it is riding on nostalgia's back i think um yeah. but whereas police quest 2 is a day in the life of hollywood edition uh, yeah i mean like or, you, you need aviator glasses and you need to have an option where you can slide across the front of the car you know yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um but but yeah it, it, you're right it, it felt like a like a police version of an adventure game whereas the first one is so much bloody protocol and i, I recently heard uh al Lowe talking a, a little bit about police quest one um where he said that uh you know he he, he was basically brought in to help make it more of a, a game than, than just procedure um to, to make it more fun I, I think was was kind of his wording and he was basically saying like you know if, if you thought there was a lot of procedure and you thought it was a bit painful he's, he's like you should have seen what it was like oh, before i got to it and i was like jesus christ because it doesn't feel like you put a dent in it mate um <laughs> and again i do love the game but yeah it can be a bit banal um whereas this game fixes all the problems it's just excitement you got the scuba diving scene is that act, or whatever you want to call it, in this game is is maybe maybe my favorite act if I had to pick one in in any game. And I'm right. saying that a lot based on like nostalgia, but that scene just always stuck with me. That the whole act of getting the scuba gear, going underwater, the the murky, creepy music playing, and and you know seeing like a, a bit of a limb dangling from a rock and pulling out a corpse. It was just awesome. I hated that scene so badly because I was playing the game um, on a Hercules monochrome system. Ooh. So all I had was amber and black, which I love amber and black, but um, yeah, when you're literally pixel hunting, like it's the entire scene is basically look for the three differently colored pixels. And when you don't have colors, <laughs> that's really hard to do. <laughs> Remarkably easy with color, but yeah, I can see if it was <laughs> amber and black. Oh, that's horrible, mate. Yeah, because the, yeah. the waterscape, it's a good three or four scenes wide, I think. Uh, yeah, I think like two screens or something like that. But, uh, but you have a time limit, too, because you only have so much oxygen in your tank. Right. Um, apparently, oxygen tanks only last like five minutes or something at max capacity. But um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sierra mechanics are geared towards, you know, basically screwing you as, as efficiently as possible. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just, uh, I, I, we probably covered this the last time when we talked about Police Quest 1, but I just want to say it again because, uh, you know, you did say it uh, rides heavily on the back of nostalgia. And I would agree with that insofar as when it comes to um, how much I would recommend it to anyone else to play. But personally, 
Uh, I love Police Quest 1, and I'm not in the slightest bit apologetic about it. Like, it's just, it is a great time for me. Uh, maybe a lot of that is nostalgia, but I, I don't know. There's It has a magic to it that I can't put into words. It's like, um, you know, there's always that guilty pleasure, that movie that doesn't have any plot, but you just absolutely love it anyways. That's yeah. Police Quest 1 for me. Yeah, um, no, I, I completely agree. I, I think mine's probably because of nostalgia but but i i, I have to say that there's there's just something about it it's something just really just charming and yeah re, re, not maybe not relaxing because because of the fits of rage that are peppered <laughs> in between <laughs> but yeah. there's there's just something really charming and just just really fun about police quest one so yeah. and I, I know it's 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 an often overlooked uh game as as far as the the big sierra games and diehards and stuff like that so definitely definitely play both of these if you haven't and and police quest 2 back, back to that is it's kind of like a it's dessert it's it's like a reward for getting through one <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a bloody yeah. good time I, so, I, well, and don't get me wrong i i think that police quest 2 is pretty much in all ways superior to police quest one um at least as far as the game is concerned but um I, I will defend Police Quest 1 to the death, but Police Quest 2 was just phenomenal. Like, it's just, it's one of those games that I played, like, once a day for a length of time when I was a kid, right? Yeah, and same here, because Police Quest 1 introduced me. I didn't I didn't know what open world meant. It wasn't even a thing at the time, but Police Quest 1 to me was open world, especially as a kid. I, I could play it, like you said, I could play it every day and just drive around the city and stop at different locations. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah, made you feel, gave you that true escapism. Um, which I guess you could say Police Quest 2 does kind of lack. It's a little bit more linear as far as, yeah. you know, where to go and what to do. Uh, but there is a lot more action and a lot less procedure. So it's a balance. Yeah. Well, I mean, Police Quest 2, um, I've only played the first three Police Quests, um, including, uh, so 1, 2, and 3, plus like a very small portion of Police Quest 1, the VGA remake. But I will say, out of all of those games, Police Quest 2 is the only one that properly addressed the worst part of any of those games, and that's the driving. In that, it took it out entirely. It was just like, go to here, and then you go to there. And that's it. There's no stupid clunky mechanic, no mini-game, no like, ooh, turn when in, within like the half-second opportunity that will allow you to choose to turn. Or anything like that, you know. If you if you miss your turn, you have to like do this full like roundabout loop across a couple of blocks to get back to where you were. Like the driving is terrible in Police Quest Three and uh, Police Quest One Remake, and Police Quest One is not the greatest, but I would take it over Police Quest Three any day. But still, Police Quest Two knew what was up, and you're just like, where do you want to go? We'll go there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Police Quest One. I, I liked the idea of being able to drive around, but it was it was a bloody knife's edge. Those ninety degree turns. I mean, it was especially trying to park somewhere. It was just way too difficult. <laughs> so I'm glad they cut it out. And you know, I, I like how they they replaced it with kind of the dispatch system. Um, and I will stop and say real quickly to everyone listening, I do apologize for my son in the background. Um, a, lot, a lot of the hard time we actually have recording is because uh, of him. That's right. I'm blaming a child. Um, he's defenseless. <laughs> but uh, I'm a full-time single dad, so it's always me and him. And, and I just got to kind of make it work. So I do apologize. But if it's worth any sort of uh, novelty or whatever, I will let you know the noises he's making is because he's playing with floppy disks and an old floppy drive. So he's got to get some cool points for that. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have noticed until you mentioned it because I usually edit that out. But now that oh, you shit. put that in, I guess I kind of have to leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't deprive the world of you raising your kids with old floppy drives. 
Yeah, we'll do we'll do a director's cut maybe for that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, it is good they cut the driving out, and I think they could cut the driving out because there's there's genuinely a lot more to do in in the second one. The, the first yeah. game is also a product of its time. You know, it's on par with with the um, with Space Quest One, Leisure Suit Larry One, and King's Quest One and Two. Um, so it's it's not lacking com- comparatively for its time, but but there's just a lot more to do in two. So you don't really need to fill it with any fluff. Mm-hmm. Here's one thing which I think uh, you're going to need to carry this section a bit because I only kind of passively know about it. But um, I believe you are quite intimately familiar with the uh, the Japanese release of Police Quest Two. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for setting it up for me, mate. I was I would have got forceful if I had to, but but you you laid it out for me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was waiting I, uh... for you to jump in with it, but uh, <laughs> I had to open the door for you because you wouldn't kick it down. <laughs> So, so there was a, a Japanese release for this uh, on the PC ninety eight, um, Japanese only. It, what's interesting is Sierra put out a couple of games under Sierra Online Japan. Um, they did what Space Quest Four, King's Quest Five, and Quest for Glory Two, I think. Um, but Police Quest Two was the only one that got a graphical change at all. They had any sort of adjustments made to it. So in other words, all the all the other ones I, I just listed, it would just have, you know, an option for or a default to Japanese text. Uh whereas Police Quest 2, for some reason they they decided to redo the character <laughs> art. And it's 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 amazing. It's completely bananas. It's it's <laughs> I, all I can think of is stupid words like like wacky and bananas right now, because I guess that's kind of what it is. It's it's ridiculous in, in the most beautiful way. And I and I absolutely love it. Um they they increased the size of the eyes in in kind of an anime style, which is actually well cool. And then everybody got like ridiculous hairdos, like like the uh, the chief. <laughs> I can't think of his name, but the chief gets a big purple afro, like purple purple. Yeah. Um, Sunny gets a cool like Brian Setzer sort of pompadourish thing going on. Um, there's there's straight up. Um, oh God, what's her name? Sorry, mate. Which one? Um. I might, it's actually not a police quest character, but a, but an anime character. Oh, okay. so, I don't know. What's like the most common female anime character? <laughs> common, like <laughs> I know. I'm giving you nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, most famous Sailor Moon. That's it. Thank you, Is mate. It? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So besides like the chief and Keith and, and Sonny and everybody getting these like wacky hairdos and everything, even like the extras, like the, there's a girl outside the airport that sells you roses, uh, in the game and, and they've redid her to look almost exactly like Sailor Moon. <laughs> um, it's, it's just, it's ridiculous, but it's, I thought it was actually well needed. Like, not, all right, not needed. That, that's, that's a bit far, but it, once you see it, it, it was hard for me to want to go back to the original version. It's just like, it's just more fun. And I, I always personally kind of hated the way Sonny looked when he's driving in the car. Cause they gave Sonny like this stupid, his head looks like a bowl of spaghetti. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just the art's not that great. I, I hated the way they did his hair and stuff. So once you see the Japanese version, it, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to go back to the other one. It, it's just so colorful. I'll, um, I'll give it a try, but I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of Police Quest 2 being a little bit more straight laced and just being a little bit more serious tone. Uh, but you know that being, I, I've seen the screenshots. I, I know, like um, you know, there's the famous amongst our circle. It's famous the uh, the picture of the um, uh, of the chief talking to Sunny. He's just got like uh, I, I can't even describe it. But it's just so uh, you're right. It's just so 
bananas is just like <laughs> there's no other word for it you're right i tried to think of something else and i couldn't yeah it's it's just so silly it requires silly words it turns out <laughs> i mean even even when you're calling um like, like people that, that are under threat you know there's, there's a bit of the game for those who haven't played it where you have to you know, make a series of phone calls, get in touch with people that may be in danger, uh, people who testified, that is. And, like, one of the guys, he has, like, just, he has, like, this crazy green sort of afro that goes into, like, a handlebar mustache. And I mean, like, <laughs> lime bloody green. Like, it's just so 80s. It's so loud. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, wow. So, so I will say, I, I actually just very recently was able to finally, after two years, three years of digging, and when I say digging, I mean, like, checking once a week on, like, Japanese bid sites and all kinds of mental stuff. I was actually finally able to get a copy of the Japanese version, but you don't need one um, because me and a mate a long time ago got a hold of the Japanese view files. So the view file uh, with these games was was basically the character sprites, um, not the backgrounds, but the character art. Um, and what you do, you grab SCI Companion, which was made by the very talented Phil Fortier. Um, SCI Companion is an awesome tool to begin with. It's a lot of fun to extract MIDI and music and all kinds of fun stuff from any Sierra game. Um, it's all free. It's all legal as long as you own a copy of the game. But you use SCI Companion. You jump in there. You delete all the views and you paste in the Japanese views and you launch the game. Uh, and it works brilliantly. Um, the only downside is it, it don't work in Scum anymore once you do that for some reason, but it does work in DOSBox. So as Rick and I both kind of went over in our in our mailbag episode that that. Uh, as as much fun as we have playing games, we often have just as much fun or more tinkering with them. So it's a, it's a nice excuse just to tinker around with the game and, and stick them Japanese views and look at it. And if you don't feel like it, just jump on YouTube. Somebody did a walkthrough in the Japanese version, but definitely look <laughs> at it. It's hilarious. I, I just I still can't believe like of all the of all the games they chose this one. I, it kind of makes sense, yeah. but also is also kind of like really ridiculous. I guess the reasoning behind it was kind of that the uh, this is the the more serious one, so they kind of had to lighten it up a little bit. But for that reason, I just find it the more the most jarring they could have yes. done. Like if they had done it to Space Quest, you wouldn't have noticed it so bad. But uh, you know, they took Police Quest. Yeah, I just I can't get past that. It's just I know it's it, it's I, I love when I, I love how much they committed because it's like <laughs> if they only went halfway, I'd be like, oh, they they took a serious game and made it foolish, but but they made it so stupid and so foolish that it's great again. You know, it's it's <laughs> as long as you just keep pushing farther and farther, like Ace Ventura. I love them films because they just went so too far that it's actually good again. Um, and that's kind of, <laughs> kind of the situation here. They just went so yeah. way too far out there that that it works because there is such a jarring contrast um but you're right i mean because the the, uh the pc98 got like a space quest 4 that would probably be like the perfect candidate for this Mm -hmm. facelift um but yeah instead they went the crime drama (laughs) even king's quest i could have like bought into that like i I just you know sure that that wouldn't have been i i still would have laughed at it but uh it's just yeah. they just literally chose... anyone but this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I do. I might actually play Police Quest Four finally if I find out that they did that to Police Quest Four. <laughs> yeah, that, that could talk me into it as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, and the cool thing is they didn't really they lightened up a little bit, but they left in a lot of procedural uh, elements to uh, Police Quest Two as well. So there is a little bit of, um, you know, there's things like you go to the target practice to practice shooting uh, in a game mechanic that never becomes relevant outside of target practice. Uh, but um, <laughs> it's there so that you need to be able to adjust your sights 
to make sure that your sights are aligned so you have accurate aim. Um, and you have to make sure that you're wearing the earmuffs or else you'll go deaf and you can't be a policeman yeah. anymore and stuff like that. And uh, little things like if you um, you track down the hotel where Jesse Baines is staying and if you try to uh, kick down the door from the wrong spot, I think there's only like a few pixels difference between safe and unsafe. But uh, it turns out that like he he um, uh, Jerry rigged the door to a shotgun. So if the door opens, uh, it'll shoot the shotgun through the door so if you're not to the side of it you will get shotgunned yeah and uh, you know this it's streamlined it fits pretty well in the game i I do i do remember the the target practice being maybe my least favorite part of the game because it does feel a bit like homework but it's also kind of a crapshoot because i I recall sometimes sometimes you you achieve what they want you to achieve very quickly and and sometimes it just ain't like that and you got to do it separately just too many times, let's say, um, but but it works. It's it's never it's never actually too many times. It's never frustrating or infuriating. It works. It makes you feel like there's a rhyme and a reason. You know, like a, I'm an officer. I should be doing these things. Yeah. Um, but again, going back to the whole airplane segment, it was just kind of funny because it's like they couldn't even just like leave anything alone. They couldn't have just been like, you get on a plane and uh, the next thing you know, you know, fast forward to, they're just like, okay, um, we're on a plane. <laughs> and something has to happen here. Yeah. Like, was this game directed by Michael Bay? Why has it got to be so extreme all the time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what? Actually, right before the plane ride, um, in case you haven't played it and we're bloody talking you into trying it, in the airport, you can, uh, if you go up to, like, the third level or go up maybe one more level than you're supposed to, you will run into Larry Laffer which I thought was a cool little Easter egg. That's correct. And he is the only person of note that you could run into at the airport. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> um, oh, oh, is he? <laughs> he is the only person worth... The, he is the only Easter egg worth discovering at the airport. Um. But yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, I, you know, it's, it's weird. I think I played this even the first time. I think I played it with the hint book. So I'm not sure. I never really got like the full, uh, experience of failing for a year before finishing the game. But, um, uh, I mean, I tried my best to, um, get through it. But, you know, as soon as I got stuck, I would just immediately consult the hint book. Um, so I think there's, I think somebody's mentioned recently in the Facebook group saying that there's a lot of, parts of it that's kind of optional like it's not a typical serial game where there's a few things um that you could miss and you'll still get to the end of the game you'll just have really crappy points at the end uh and there are a few i'm pretty sure some uh, dead man walking uh scenarios but uh i apparently there's a few things that you can totally do in the uh actual procedural and investigation that's just like though you just have to live with knowing that you weren't really that great of a cop, but you can still kill the bad guy, get your wife back, and uh, you're good in the end. Ultimately, I mean, you end up being you end up getting sent back to traffic anyway. So, Police Quest Three. So, what does it matter if you're good or not, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> they Roger Wilkie you back to the yeah. back to the start. <laughs> you know, I, one one thing worth worth pointing out. I, I really like this era of of uh, of Sierra. Um, it, you know, kind of like eighty eight, eighty nine, where the the graphics are, are almost like SCI quality, but there's still a text parser. Mm-hmm. Um, so so uh, again, if you haven't played this, but maybe you played like Space Quest Three, it's very very much akin to Space Quest Three. It has to me anyway, it has a very similar vibe, um, just, just aesthetically the way it looks and, and plays. Um, but 
it was almost like the pinnacle. Granted, I, I do love parser games, so if you just naturally don't, you'll disagree. But there's just this game's another. It's a great game to play with parser because of things like you know shooting your gun when you shouldn't, and and just having fun with that that Sierra mechanic where where they'll let you do things and and die or or ruin your game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exactly this game's kind of like exactly why I like Sierra games a bit more than LucasArts games. There's you can really have fun with that that kind of freedom that that Sierra will give you, especially with the text parser. Yeah, that's a good point because. Um even one thing the police quest one didn't really do is let you actually ever use your gun. I think the most you could do with it is draw it. I don't think, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure if you never load your gun throughout the entire game, um, not, you won't lose. Like you never have to shoot it. So you don't even need to load it except for the points. Uh, whereas in police quest two, you actually do have a few shootout moments and you can, you can actually draw your gun at any point in time. Like, um, literally any point in time. If you, yeah, if you're outside the airport and the girl wants to sell you flowers, you you could just like whip your gun out at her. Um, yeah. And sorry, that sounded weird, but uh, I just mean like <laughs> yeah. actually like take your gun out. And she's not phased at all because just you know the AI at the time they weren't that advanced, so he could just like hold her at gate gunpoint. <laughs> just hold her at gunpoint and just be like, "Yes, I'll take a flower," and then just like buy a flower offer, and nobody cares. But if you shoot the gun, <laughs> then you die because it just takes you over to the um that particular death scene is um the newspaper where it says uh, right on the front page that uh, you were um uh committed to a mentalist hospital because you went crazy and That's started right, shooting yeah. everyone. <laughs> um, and the only time where that's a little bit different is actually towards the end of the game when you have to go down to the sewers, there's uh, pockets of methane gas in which you need a um, uh, a gas mask to uh, survive long enough to navigate those parts. But if you fire your gun in that area, uh, it will explode and you'll die of uh, gas uh what's that word um combustion yeah see and this is why for for every one complaint made against sierra games being savage or whatever i i'd, I'd have i'd have an equal you know uh, an equal rebuttal because th- this is this is you know this comes with that this amount of freedom to to you know blow stuff up and draw guns at innocent people and <laughs> and just do doff things just just for a good laugh it's it's i i do i love lucas Arts games i'm not i'm not shitting on them but th- this is what they lack in my opinion there there is like a it's just a certain amount of like you know open world kind of sort of mm-hmm. vibe that you get from being able to do these stupid things i love it yeah i mean i think most sierra fans will tell you that like half the fun was dying in them. Yeah, definitely. Right? I, I, I think that really lacks in any game that doesn't do that. It's sort of like, I, I try to find the ways to die. I get disappointed when there aren't any. And they're yeah, like, ooh, exactly. we're, we're trying to make this a more fun experience. Like, no, that's not how you make it fun. You make yeah. it fun by letting me do stupid shit and punishing me for it. Exactly, yeah. I've, I've already got like PTSD from it to the point where I save every six seconds, no matter who made the game. So I might as well die of, for all the saving. And and a new modern tradition that I have is as soon as I, I finish replaying or playing a game, I always jump on YouTube to watch the the deaths. You know, uh, all the deaths in Police Quest Two. Let's say there's always a video for it, and yeah. I always watch them just to see which ones I missed. Like, oh damn! <laughs> I Why did I think there. of that? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> a it's a well good time. <laughs> But yeah, and uh, I mean, I guess, I guess we might as well just talk a little bit about Police Quest Three because I'm not sure if we'll ever get around to actually wanting to p- talk about Police Quest Three. Did you ever play Police Quest Three? I've played it, but I've not finished it. Okay, yeah, it was okay. It's just the, um, I don't know. I, I think Sonny Bonds' story should have ended at two, 
and Police Quest 3 should have been somebody else. Because, again, I just never liked the backwards progress of being sent back to where you started. And um, there's really no reason why. I don't think there's any real reason why it had to be Sunny Bonds this time. Um, yeah. No, that's that's a good point. You blew my mind last time you brought this up with, with Space Quest. It's, Police Quest 3 is Space Quest 6, where it's 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 fine as long as you just cha- maybe change the character. Don't don't send them all the way back to the beginning again. Yeah. Yeah, because there, there was, you know, I mean, granted, you know, Roger had more of a, I guess, a, a traditional character arc in, in, in Space Quest 1 through 5, where Sunny, but Sunny, you know, that's still a good arc, you know, have, having the, the first two because it's kind of centric around Jesse Baines. And yeah, sending them back to the beginning seemed... I don't know. Three, three might have been the one that could have benefited from this like zany Japanese art because it was the <laughs> the graphic, the aesthetics of that game. It was very like office space kind of feeling, <laughs> you know. Like I uh, totally get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It just had that like Joe vs. Volcano, like crickling neon lights. I don't know. It was. It, it was a bit boring to look at, I guess, is really what I'm trying to say. I'm not, not sure why I'm being so protective of it. It, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty boring to, to just even look at. Um, so it kind of started off on the wrong foot. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's boring only insofar as that um, at that time it was still pretty new. So I, it was kind of a spectacle to see that graphics had gotten really good. Um, I was sure. never a VGA hater. There are certain games where I prefer the EGA to the VGA. But I never, you know, when VGA came out, I was like, holy crap, this looks good. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so Police Quest Three was like that, where sort of like, man, I just, you know, these are these look like real people on the screen, and they're really cool. It's like, and um, I, I like the point and click interface. I, I like the parser too, but I also like the point and click interface. And it was just, you know, there's just that spectacle of like, oh wow, all all that police quest that I did before this, here's what it looks like better. Like, here's what it looks like with if it were real people doing this. You know, you get to see it a little bit right. less cartoony context. Um, yeah, and, and you know what? On that note, I'm—I I guess I, I'm immediately, instantly glad that it exists because of what you just said. It is nice to have, you know, have a, an example that's, you know, that, that is just based in the real world because it—it it was amazing. Honestly, it's, it still looks pretty good. I mean, to me, as far as the the realism and what they could do with the amount of pixels. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of just trying to. I'm wondering why I feel that way so much about the game because I, I was going to say like I love, I love the way Gabriel Knight looks, and that's quite similar. You know, where they're going mm. for more realistic take, um, and th- and things like that. But and but neither of those games are nostalgic for me. I I play both of them uh, as a grown up. So in other words, if I played Police Quest Three growing up, I, I'd probably probably be I probably like it a bit more. Um, I like and, it. And I, Having played it growing up, I like it, but. For some reason, out of all the biases and nostalgias and, you know, um, sentimentality uh, towards games, for some reason, Police Quest 3, I'm sure if I played it, it'd be totally fine. And when I played it, I had a lot of fun with it. But for some reason, that's the one game that I look back in hindsight and be like, eh, it wasn't that great. And right. Yeah. <laughs> there's no reason for me to think that. I had fun playing it back in the day. And it might be really good if I play it now. But yeah. it, it probably is one of the ones that objectively aged a little bit better than the others. But um, for some reason, I think back and like out of all the Sierra games I played, which some of which aged way worse, for some reason, Police Quest Three is the one where I'm sort of like, yeah, that was okay. <laughs> well, you know, I, I could almost see maybe what why. I mean, you love the first two 
quite a bit. So, so there's that, you know, where it's, it, the bar was set really, really particularly high to where if, you know, if it didn't have like the police quest moniker on it, maybe, maybe be prone to not be like subconsciously comparing it to, to the first two or, no, or no, something like I'm, that. I'm usually okay with that kind of stuff. I, I'm actually one of the few people that really likes Alien 3. Interesting. I've, I, you know, I've, have, <laughs> have you seen any of the Alien movies? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> I kind of got the feeling of that. <laughs> the charade can't continue any longer. <laughs> it's exhausting to keep up. <laughs> uh, it's like I like Alien Three. You're like, oh yeah, those movies. That was a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna watch that right after the Rocketeer. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, anyways, so uh, closing thoughts on Police Quest Two. But one of my closing thoughts is the cynical voice inside of me that's having a chuckle knowing that, that like, uh, loyal and longtime listeners that love Sierra are probably super pissed that we went with Police Quest 2 instead of doing any King's Quest for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Vastly more popular than either of these. <laughs> we managed to get two Police Quests in before a single King's Quest. We're getting there, mates. Um, Paul and I just went through like a very quick recap of the King's Quest series and we decided to cut it out because it really doesn't fit in the <laughs> in <a laughs> episode about Please Quest 2. Um, and we just wasted everyone's time if we left it in. And if you sit through several more episodes of Police Quest related content, we'll eventually give you a King's Quest one. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, um, what do you think about Police Quest 2, or Police Quest 1, or Police Quest 3, or any of the Police Quests? This is probably the last we're going to talk about Police Quest. Probably not. We're probably going to talk about more Police Quests. But for now, tell us what you think about Police Quest. Uh, we are on Facebook. We have a page and a group. We are on Patreon. Um, we have an email address at mail at classicgamersguild.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at the CG Guild. We're on Instagram at CGG Podcast. Um... Yeah, and uh, send us your thoughts, send us your hate, send us your love, send us your money, um, or no don't. dick pics. Yeah, N no. <laughs> okay, maybe some. <laughs> <laughs> Just to Paul. <laughs> I will sell them on the black market. All right, uh, that's all I gotta say. Um, yeah, save early, save often. Don't do a murder. Are we? Are we still on that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>